she is a daughter to us. This is Christina Fabero. Used to be Fagundas. But we married her and her husband 22 years ago. They met in our church. But when our boys were little, she spent lots of time in our home. Went with us on vacations. Helped us with them. They're like a, they're, she's definitely like a big sister to them. And her, a few years ago, her and her husband loaded up their truck and they moved to Atlanta. <laughs> but she's out here on business. I thought she was coming in tomorrow. So I was like, what? When I saw her in church tonight. So everybody give a Christina a big God bless you. Stand up and wave. <laughs> and her cousin Olga is with her from the Sacramento area. Just so happy. That made my heart so happy. I almost cried. Oh, no, I got to teach on joy. Don't be. Anyway, I know it's a joy service, but it would have been tears of joy. Isn't it awesome when people that have meant so much to you, and maybe you haven't seen them in a few years or whatever, and you see them, it's just like, ah, you just reconnect. Isn't that wonderful? That's how it is in the family of God, too. You've got people that maybe you haven't seen for a long time, but we are still, we're one in the family. Amen. It's good to see like-minded believers. Well, of course, today we are celebrating Anniversary Sunday, 32 years ago. Actually, (laughs) thank you. Our first service as pastors of this awesome church was July 4th, 1982. And yes, we started off with a bang. And we're still burning bright to God be the glory. It has been quite a journey. But I know that Pastor Mark would agree with me when I say that Jesus... In pastoring, it gets sweeter as the days go by. Is that your testimony? Walking with the Lord just gets sweeter and sweeter. And you know what else? Walking with the Lord gets better and better and better. I truly believe it. Pastor said it this morning. He has saved the best for last. We are in for some amazing days. We haven't seen anything yet. I believe it. We're living in a time of greater. And some people say that's for sure. Greater tests. Greater tragedies. Greater trials. Greater depression. No! We're living in a time of greater victories. The bigger the giant the harder they fall. Of course we're going to face tests. But you can't have a testimony without going through a test. God's going to give you a testimony. Amen. We're in for greater love to be poured out. Greater manifestations of the Spirit. Greater healing signs, wonders, and miracles. We're in for greater breakthroughs. Could you take some of that? And we are in for greater joy. We're not supposed to get sadder and sadder the further we go in our walk with God. We're not supposed to be full of sorrow, gloom, despair. No, the Bible says He has turned our sorrow into joy. And it doesn't say He hath made me sad. It says He hath made me glad. 
We're going some places in God. I truly believe it that there is some new territory to be taken. There's some new degrees of glory. Amen. He is bringing us forth into a larger place. A greater place in Him. On Wednesdays, we were having ladies' prayer. The Lord speaks to me a lot of times when I'm in corporate prayer meetings. It's good to pray with other people. It's good to pray by yourself. But there's something about coming together with like-minded believers and praying in the Spirit. So as we were praying, this scripture came up to me in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2 and 3. And we'll just start there. I read most of my passages from the New King James, some from the Amplified tonight. This is a good verse. It says, Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. And the next verse says, For you shall expand to the right and to the left. In the King James, I actually like that word there used better. It says in the King James, You shall break forth. On the right and on the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Hallelujah. God is into expansion. God is into enlargement. There's no end to his mercy. There's no end to his love. There's no end to his goodness. There's no end to his joy. There's no end to what he wants to do in our lives. I find it interesting in this passage that in preparation for this expansion and this enlargement, he tells us that we have to do something. In verse 2, he's saying, you have to enlarge. Enlarge your believing And you're thinking, you have to stretch. Anybody ever felt stretched? Anybody ever felt like you're a rubber band and you're stretched as far as you can? And one more thing and you're going to snap. We're not talking about that kind of a stretch. We're talking about stretching on the inside. Stretching spiritually. God's not going to get any bigger than he already is, but he can get bigger in our thinking and in our perception and in our image of him. So we need to stretch. We need to take the limits off of what God can and will do in our lives. He said you need to lengthen your cords. You need to strengthen your stakes. Our attitude ought to be like that old hymn. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Though the winds, the howling winds of fear and doubt and all of this stuff of the devil try to come against us, lies, deceptions, doubt, we ought to say, no, I'm not going to be moved. And one more thing, devil, no matter what you throw at me, you cannot Still, my joy. Jerry Savelle said this years ago. He said, if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. 
Did you get that? If Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. How many of you are joyful in the house tonight? Oh, hallelujah. We're joyful. We're enlarging. We're expanding. That's why we are so happy. And we are increasing in the knowledge of the Lord and His Word. And therefore, what happens is our capacity. It's increased. It's enlarged. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As a matter of fact, Everybody do this. I know you're sitting down. I'm standing up. He said, which, which way first? He said, you're going to expand on the right. Do that. You're going to expand on the left. Hallelujah. Just sit there like that for a minute. That's what God wants to do in your life. Hallelujah. Pastor Tom referred to Psalms 126. As he was taking up the, uh, praying over the offering, and he said in Psalms 126, he's going to give us arm loads a blessing. Arm loads a blessing. Hallelujah. Now lift your hands upward and thank him. Lord, we thank you that you are increasing us on the left and on the right. Hallelujah. Oh, we let you be God in our lives. We're going to enlarge our thinking and our capacity to receive more. Amen? Amen. Now, in this walk with the Lord, we know that there's all different kind of things that happen in our lives and there's seasons and all of that. And pastoring here for 32 years, we've had some highs, we've had some lows, we've had some in-betweens. I mean, that's just life, right? Well, recently, I heard a young minister uh, say this phrase, and it just went off in the inside of me. And I believe that it's a word for our church. The Lord spoke it to him for their church. And this is what the Lord said to him. The Lord said to him, hook up and hold on. Hook up. And hold on. And this particular young man, he's kind of a cowboy kind of a guy. And so he used the illustration of in rodeos. In rodeos, when there's a bull rider or there's a bronc rider, and they've got them in that little pen, before they open that gate, they say to them, are you hooked up? And hold on. They better be hooked up and they better hold on and they better be ready for anything and everything that's going to happen. Amen. If they're not in their little position just right, they don't have the right handle on those, those reins. They don't have their legs locked around that animal and they're not holding on tight. It's going to be disastrous. Well, he gave that illustration, but you know, immediately I thought about this. Roller coasters. Any of you ever gone to an amusement park and gone on to roller coasters? Again, Christina, we've been to a few. She went to Disneyland with us. We've been to a few places where they have these giant roller coasters. And when the kids were little, I'd ride those things with them. And, you know, some of them were crazy. And now... I'm starting all over again with Olivia, who's five years old, goes to Disneyland, gets on her tiptoes. She hardly has to do that anymore. So she can ride the biggest, the baddest, the scariest rides. She's a little daredevil. And all I can say is, Jesus, help me. It takes more faith 
to get on those rides at 59 than it did at 39. But I can do all things, right? (laughs) But when you get on a roller coaster, they tell you the same thing. They hook you up and hold on. Hook up and hold on. And when you get on that ride, there's going to be dips. There's going to be highs. And there's going to be lows. There's going to be some turns. And there's going to be some curves. But if the person in charge of the ride is doing their job, you're going to get to the end unharmed and hopefully have a good time in the process. (laughs) Hopefully. But you know, in the realm of the Spirit, I believe that is a word for us. That we are to hook up with the Word of God. We are to wrap ourselves up in His promises. Put our complete faith and trust in Him and then let go and let God. Let go and let God. Of course, we're holding on to His promises, but we are letting go of trying to do it our way. We are free to just enjoy the ride. You know, there's some of those little kids. Libby does this all the time. They get on those rides, and I'm sitting there with my knuckles gripping the bar, and she raises her hand. She's free, having a good time. That's how God wants us to live. Amen? He wants us to enter into this new season, this time full of joy and trusting Him. Amen? Hold on and hook up. Hook up and hold on to what He's got in store for us. He is doing a new thing. You may have heard that for years, but you know what? It's still the truth. God is not into the old. God always does something new and fresh. Over in Isaiah, we're in Isaiah quite a bit tonight. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. I'll read this one out of the Amplified. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It is good to rehearse, remember, and rejoice over what the Lord has done in our lives and what He's done through this ministry. But I just keep hearing this, greater things than these shall you see. Can I get some agreement? Greater things than these shall you see. The best is yet to come. I'm excited and I am expecting a bright future. How about you? Amen? Amen. He is bringing us into a new place, into a new season. Now, we're still in that book of Isaiah. Turn over to chapter 55. We'll look at this one out of the New King James. Isaiah 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. God has sent his word, 
into the earth and God has sent his word into our lives. It's up to us to let that word prosper in us. Words have been spoken, I'm sure, over your life. Words have been spoken over this ministry. And we're declaring we're good ground. That word that's coming into my heart is good. It's good ground there. And it's going to prosper. Now, how do we get to these places God's promised us? How do we get into this new season that we know is upon us? Well, one of the ways is through operating in joy. Joy will carry us there because you can't run your race. You can't finish your course if you are weak. And the Bible says in Nehemiah 8.10 that the joy of, our lo- of the Lord is our strength. I can't tell you the times when we have faced difficult seasons that Pastor Mark and I, we just sometimes by faith go ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You know, in the book of Job, it says at destruction and at famine, I will laugh. When's the last time that you took a stack of bills or maybe you pay them all online and you pointed at your computer and went, ha, ha, ha. At destruction, at lack, at famine, what are we supposed to do? Not sit down and cry, not worry, but laugh. And rejoice, rejoice when you fall into diverse temptations. Rejoice when you fall indicates that, you know, you might just be doing everything that you know to do. You don't have any big hidden sin in your life. You're not walking out of love. You're just trucking along in your walk with the Lord. And all of a sudden something shows up in the way and it makes you fall into a temptation. Fall into a discouragement. Fall into a sickness and disease. But what did he say? What are we supposed to do? Rejoice. We're not supposed to go, oh God, why? 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 Oh, why me? Why me? Oh God, why did you let this happen? If we would have had that attitude many times, we would have definitely said, okay, we're going to leave in the middle of the night. And nobody's going to know where we went. We're out of here. (laughs) More than once we thought, hmm, no. But we have learned to tap into the spiritual force. Do you know what? Joy is not based on feelings. Joy is a spiritual force. And we've learned to tap into that force of joy and you know what it'll do it'll cause you to get up and to get out of whatever temptation is facing you listen to this definition of joy i love this joy the inner passion excited by the expectation of good the inner passion See, it doesn't come from out here. A lot of people say, well, I'll be happy when my husband's nice. I'll be happy when we're out of debt. I'll be happy when these kids grow up and get out of the house. 
Happy is dependent on circumstances and things going on around us. But joy is an inner force. Listen to this definition again. The inner passion. And it's excited by the expectation of good. Anybody expecting something good to happen to you? Something good is going to happen to you. Something good is going to happen to me. Something good is going to happen to this church. We have an inner passion on the inside of us called joy. And that joy is stirred up. That joy gets excited by the expectation of good. No matter how much bad might be looking you in the face. When you got that joy, you can say, this is turning. This is turning. I'm not staying in this place. This is temporary. I'm moving over to the land of plenty. I'm moving over to the land of joy. Joy will get you out of your present circumstance and get you into a new place. Bears that out in verse 12. Let's look at that one. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing. That was a song, right? And all, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Clap their hands. Remember that song? All of you that are 50 or something over? Anyway, I certainly won't sing it. But it was, it's a verse. And the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. But the phrase that stood out to me as I looked at that verse is, Go out with joy. Go out with joy. That means you're leaving a place that maybe you've been in some sadness, sorrow, and depression. But when you will trust the Lord, he said you're going to go out of that place with joy. And you're going to be led forth with peace. Could you use some joy? Could you use some peace? I remember when we came to California in 1982 with those two little little babies. John was a toddler, two and a half, and James was like two and a half months old. And I think as we were leaving Minnesota, I was going out with joy. I didn't even know. I don't think I'd ever even been to the Bay Area. But I knew that we had, we were led forth with peace and great joy. And I probably could have written a country western song. It could have said something like this. I got joy in my heart, happy in my soul. I've been delivered from the Minnesota snow. Hallelujah. <laughs> Go out with joy. If God's got a new season for you, new opportunities come your way, new job opportunities, step into it in joy. Look at it as an awesome opportunity. Tap into the peace of God and go forth in the joy 
of the Lord. Perhaps you're in a difficult place right now, but let your heart be encouraged. You're about to make a move. You're about to move into the land of overflowing joy and abounding peace. Hallelujah. Anybody could use an address change? Glory to God. Moving on over into a new place of joy. And when I talk along these lines, I'm always reminded of the account of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. One of my favorite passages, there's so much in it, over in Psalms 105, you can read that whole chapter later, but we'll highlight a few verses. This is when, of course, Moses had been raised up to bring deliverance to the children of Israel. And they're getting ready to go out finally. Pharaoh had let the the people go. And you know they're happy in the camp. We're going to read these in the Amplified. Let's, Let's look at verse 37. He brought... Israel forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. I think somebody else shout right there. Woo! Wouldn't you like to be brought out and brought forth with joy and some silver and some gold and not one feeble person among their tribes. Do you know how supernatural that was? Where did they get the silver and the gold? God, when God gives you a vision, He gives you provision. And what happened? How they got that silver and gold? God moved on their hearts and He said, Go and tell the Egyptians, I need to borrow this. I need to borrow that. We're going to go worship God. And they were so glad to get rid of them after all the plagues that they were like, Hell, take it. Take it. And the the people that had been serving in their homes, Well, you know, I've always really liked that gold necklace. Well, take it. Take the earrings too. Just get out of here. Silver and gold was provided for them and not one feeble among their tribes. Hallelujah. I believe that's how we're going to go out. God is building a glorious church full of his glory, full of his power, full of his joy. And the joy is going to strengthen those that have been tempted to be feeble. These people had been in dire conditions. They were slaves. They were beaten. They were mistreated. They were not fed properly. But yet, when they got ready to go into their place, into their promised land, not one person was sick. Not one person was weak. Hallelujah! Isn't that awesome? That's not how we're going to. We are not going to this place that God has prepared for the last days. We're not going there weak, sick, broke, busted, and disgusted. Woo! We're gone with silver, with gold to provide for what He puts in our heart to do. We're going there with strength from tapping into the joy of the Lord. Amen? Now look on down here at verse 41. He opened the rock and the water gushed out. It ran in the dry places like a river. Things have been spoken over the Bay Area. 
Things have been spoken over California. The Bay Area, oh, it's so dry spiritually there. Oh, you can't have revival in the Bay Area. Well, I believe that this right here, when they were getting ready to go out, he opened up the rock for them in the wilderness, in a dry place, and the water gushed out. You might be feeling a little dry and a little crispy around the edges right now. But I'm telling you, God is going to make you wet. (laughs) If you'll tap into what he has for us, if you'll call upon the rock, I think it's awesome. He said he opened up the rock. Jesus is the rock of our salvation. When Jesus had the revelation of who he is and what he's done for us, it's opened up and it's expanded and it's enlarged on the inside of us. Guess what? Waters are going to gush out. Refreshing rains from heaven are going to pour into dry places. You don't think we can have revival in the Bay Area? It's too late. We're having it. Hallelujah. We're standing on the Word of God. We're asking for rain. Zechariah 10.1. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. And He's going to send it. Hallelujah. Woo. You got some relatives that are dead, dry, and barren like they're not interested in God at all. Well, I'm telling you, I'm beginning to hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And what does rain and water do? It softens the ground. And the rains of the Spirit will soften hard hearts. It will make dry hearts hungry for more of God. Amen? Dry places in our state, in our, the Bay Area, in our nation, going to be watered with the rains of the Spirit. Now let's continue reading down here in verse 42 and 43. For he earnestly remembered his holy word and promised to Abraham his servant. Is anybody in here standing on some promises? If you're believing God for something, you need to have some scriptures that cover your case. And we are told to put him in remembrance of his word. You remember his word and you say, Lord, I'm lifting this up to you. You promised to do this for me, for my household, for my church. Then it goes on here in verse 43. And he brought forth his people with joy. Ooh, we got to read it again. Read that with me. Read the whole verse with me. And he brought forth his people with joy. And his chosen ones with gladness and singing. Woo! Hallelujah! They left that land of bondage rejoicing. That's why there was no feeble among their tribes. 
They started thinking about what God was doing in their life. They started looking at that silver and that gold and that provision. And they started thinking we're not going to be slaves anymore. They started getting happy and their joy started welling up. They started singing unto the Lord. They started shouting praises unto Him. And that joy, it began to get in those joints that were feeble and those joints that had been stressed from all that overuse and overwork. That joy began to get in their joints and it went all the way down their body and it got in their legs. And it got in their feet. And they started to leap. And they started to dance. And strength started to be infused into them. And they went forth with joy. He brought forth His people with joy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. These people were an expressive bunch. That's one of the reasons I believe God called them the children of Israel, the Jewish people. Because they were expressive. If they got sad... You can read it in the Old Testament. They tear their clothes. And they get in sackcloth and ashes. But when they got full of joy, like they did on this day, woo, hallelujah, they sing, they sang uninhibited. They danced. They shouted. When these people were happy, everybody knew it. Because you could hear it. And you can see it. Hallelujah. Now I know that there's people that don't, you know, you don't, maybe you're not that expressive. But let me ask you a question. Has God brought you out of anything? Has God brought you out of sin? If you're born again, He has. Has God brought you out of sickness? Has God brought you out of brokenness? Has God brought you out of addiction? Has God brought you out of poverty? Well, then we got something to be happy about, just like they. They were getting brought out of the land of bondage. When you're leaving something behind that's tried to attach itself to you, when you're leaving yokes and bondages of slavery, when those chains have been broken off of you, I should have worn my running shoes. You're going to be happy about it. You're going to be full of joy. He brought forth his people with joy. Now, I know that there's different levels of rejoicing. These people were extreme. And I like that. I like extreme. I like expressive. Hallelujah. My kind of people. But there are different levels and ways of rejoicing. Perhaps you're a beginner. Maybe you're in kindergarten or pre-K in the rejoicing area. But you can still do something. And it's on the inside of you. I got joy bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up. Maybe the very best you can do is smile. If you're happy and you notice, notify your face if you're happy and you know it. If you're happy and you know it, if you're full of joy, can we all just practice? 
I'd really, really, really like to see some of you practice. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. So we can smile. Another definition of joy over in the Old Testament, one word, it just literally meant to brighten up. There's a thought. You know, people that are depressed and oppressed, they're looking down. But when the joy comes on you, woo! At least just brighten up. Look up. We don't have any reason to have our heads down. There's all sorts of expressions for joy. Those are for the beginning level. Smile. Brighten up. How about raise your hand? Ooh, let's try it. Woo! <laughs> well, that was good. You did two in one. How about shout? Woo! 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 There's all sorts of ways to express the joy on the inside of you, but I'm telling you for sure, when that joy begins to well up on the inside, your flesh is going to need to do something to let it out. Woo! It might just be a ha 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 a smile. <laughs> but you can also... <laughs> this is one of my favorite ways to express joy. You know, everybody has different ways. But when the joy of the Lord starts welling up on the inside of me like He is right now, I just want to <laughs> laugh, laugh. Laughter is a powerful force. He that sitteth in the heavens, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, he shall laugh. Psalms chapter 2. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Ha, ha, ha. And it goes on to say that he is laughing at the devil. He's laughing at the enemy. Why? Because he knows that the enemy is defeated. Ha, ha, ha. Do you know he's defeated? Do you know that Jesus has given you power and authority over him? Laughter and releasing joy is, can be used as a weapon. The devil wants you to take what he's trying to do really seriously. Oh, this is a serious situation. Oh, this was a big one. I'm telling you, the devil has thrown his best shot. Uh, I don't know. He seems to be pretty powerful at the moment. No. When he throws his best shot, you ought to go, ha, ha, ha. Is that the best you can do? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. He's an egomaniac. He got lifted up in pride. That's why he got this thrown out of heaven. He doesn't like to be laughed at. So let's practice. Ha, 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 ha. I can see some brightness coming into the room. Woo, hallelujah. We're going we're gonna to laugh a little bit more here. You know, you can, our brother Hagen, Dad Hagen, our spiritual father, he said this years ago. I know many of you in here are filled with the Holy Spirit. But it's not every day that you get up and feel like praying in the Spirit. 
But he, he, according to the scripture, said, we pray in tongues by faith, whether we feel like it or not. And we can do the same with releasing joy. You can laugh by faith. We were in meetings with him a lot of times, and he'd be sitting on the platform twiddling his thumbs going, ha, 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 ha. Starting out totally in the flesh. You knew some of the things he was facing, but he'd just go, ha, ha, ha. And pretty soon, the anointing would hit, and then he'd be really laughing in the spirit. Hallelujah. We can start by faith. Let me close by saying this. Mark Twain said this. Y'all have heard of him? Against the assault of laughter, nothing can stand. Against the assault of laughter, nothing can stand. You know what an assault is? A sudden attack upon a fortified place. The enemy thinks that he's got some strongholds perhaps in your life. But what are you going to do, Adam? Ha, 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 ha. You're going to assault them with laughter and releasing the joy and they're going to come down in the name of Jesus. Let's all stand hallelujah. Oh we thank you Lord for the joy of the Lord. <laughs> we thank you that strength rises up on the inside of us as we release that joy. Hallelujah. Just like with the children of Israel, that strength that was released when they rejoiced, it gave them the strength they needed to get up and to get out of bondage. And that's a word that I have for some of you tonight. You need to get up and get out of that place. And the way you're going to do it is in the joy of the Lord. So all together now, however you want to release joy, at least smile.